Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I am Anthony Bermudez, your host, and once again, I'm here with Derek Carlson. Anthony, it is so good to be back. You're back once oh, again. Oh, I, I love these little therapy sessions. I mean podcasts. That's right, man. It's just a, a good therapy with business, and today's episode is going to be about how to get your listing sold in 30 days or less. Absolutely, and, and here's the thing. Um, a reminder, a newsflash, uh, breaking news to all the realtors out there. Guess what? You don't get paid unless the property closes, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of you uh, come back from a listing appointment, and again, you should pat yourself on the back, right? But here's the deal. An overpriced duck is an overpriced duck. At the end of the day, um, what could have been a joyful time when you walked down that driveway from getting that listing appointment signed and sealed, that could have been the biggest mistake of your life um, because now, guess what? You have to sell the property. And I've seen a lot of agents, I mean, every day you go look at the expired listings or the terminated listings, which means you were fired. Yeah. Um, every time you look at those two reports, right, I want you to think about something. At one point, that listing agent was happy. Right. And now they invested their time, their money. I don't know what's worse sometimes. I mean, losing time is money and straight up losing advertising expenses on a property that didn't sell. That's just a nightmare altogether. So let's dive into this, Anthony. Let's do it. All right. The first thing I need to get uh, to to everybody's attention, again, we're going to talk about how to get your listing sold in the next 30 days. This is those listings that have been sitting on the market way too long, and you need a commission check. You need to get the property sold or move on, one or the other. So the first thing we're going to talk about is I need to remind you, there is a buyer for every home out there. I know sometimes when you have a listing that's on the market for five months, six months, heck, in some cases a year, you're like, what? There's not a buyer for this property. No, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. You know how I know that? You know how I know that, Anthony? Go ahead. All right. You drive down some of these uh, in Tampa or Orlando and you see these big billboards that says, we buy ugly houses. Yeah. Right? You you, you look (laughs) and uh, I'll give you one example. There's a house out there that is designed after Mother Mother Hubbard's shoe. Really? Old Mother Hubbard. Wow. Guess what? I can find a buyer for that right, house, right? right? Um, at the end of the day, there's there's a common ingredient that you need to first realize, and you have to look yourself in the mirror and realize that every property can be sold. Even if the house is unlivable, the house still can be sold. Why? The land beneath, the dirt, the earth. Right. There's always somebody willing to buy. Now, it might not be, and this is the thing you need to remember, it might not be the price that the seller wants, but newsflash again, I love these news flashes. Newsflash again, you don't dictate the market conditions. The consumers dictate what the true value of that home is. All we can do is do a guesstimate based on historical stats and what's going on in that neighborhood, on that street, in that community to be able to determine prices. But right off the bat, I wanted to remind everybody that there is a buyer for every single piece of property, the good, the bad, the ugly, the worse, the toxic landfills. There's somebody out there willing to buy it if the price is right. Now, with that said, I got to tell you right now, there's three reasons why your listing has not sold yet. 
Do you want to know the three reasons, Anthony? Please, Derek, <laughs> let me know the three reasons. Number one, <laughs> price. Price. Number two, price. <laughs> Number three, price. Yes. Okay? And here's the reason why. It's always going to come down to price, price, price. Period. End of story. In 2018, which we're in, everybody has access. If you did nothing else other than put that property into the MLS, the multiple listing service, every consumer now has access and visibility to that property through Zillow, through Trulia, through Realtor.com, the all the agent websites in your town, et cetera, et cetera, right? Right. So at the end of the day, if you're not selling that property, it's not because of a lack of exposure, okay? In most cases. I mean, I'm going to give you like 1% for exposure. because You know how I know that? Let's say you're a rookie agent. You literally just came from rookie real estate school, and you came running to my office, and you're like, Derek, I just got my license like 15 minutes ago. Great. Here's a listing. And I gave you a listing. For a neighborhood, let's call it uh, Stratford Place here in Naples. It's a condo, two-bedroom, two-bath, 1,400 square feet. And I tell you, listen, throw this in the MLS for $300,000, which is the market rate of that property. Then I go to the top agent in the, not the company, in the area. And I sell them and tell them that they're responsible to list property number two, which is identical in every way, shape, or form than property number one. But instead of listing it at market price of three hundred thousand, they need to list it for four hundred thousand. And this is the top agent, like the seven thousand realtors, as an example in our marketplace. This is the number one agent. They have all the market and money in the world. They've been in the industry for twenty five years. They have more experience than me as the broker, even. And they're going head to head with that rookie. Rookie has to sell it for the market price of three hundred thousand. The veteran with market and money has to sell it for four hundred thousand. Who's going to sell that property faster? Well, 300000 all day. Exactly. An overpriced duck is an overpriced duck. There is no way in tricking the consumer because of the information and the transparency in our industry. A listing gets put in the MLS, and then that data feed gets sent out to all these websites now. And guess what? Companies like Zillow are then uh, mining that data and coming up with things like Zestimates. Or, and then at the end of the day, even if the realtor wa- did want to, let's say, let's say the veteran realtor actually got somebody to buy it at 400000 mm-hmm. now you have to have the property appraised. Because right. here's the deal. What cash buyer is paying a $100,000 premium on a property? No, the cash buyer wants to pay two ninety, not even 300000 Does right. that make sense, Absolutely. Anthony? Absolutely. Every right. day, every day. So, so there's three reasons why your listing hasn't sold. Price, price, price. And I'll give you an example. In the last, I don't know, 120 days, there was 2,498 properties that sold in our local market. And guess what, Anthony? They weren't all pretty. Mm. There's some ugly houses in that list. Some horrible houses. Right. Some unlivable homes in that. So if you're sitting there boo-hooing that you can't sell that listing... I'm going to tell you right now, step one, stop boo-hooing. You don't own the property. The only reason why you're emotionally tied to the property is because you need that commission check. And I'm going to tell you right now how to get that commission check for you and your family. Okay? Number one, you got to go back to the seller and say, seller, I made a horrible mistake on the listing appointment. Hmm, Really? And here's what you do. You rerun the numbers. You get a CMA report, and you go back to the seller, and you tell them the following stats that I'm going to share with you. 
and you bring with them the CMA report, and you say, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I made a, I made a horrible mistake the day that I took your listing, okay, is I didn't have the courage to tell you what your home was priced legitimately at. But we now have had it on the market for five months, mm-hmm. okay? And, and again, you might want to use different words. I'm pretty blunt, right? And we've now had it on the market for five months, and these are, this is what's happened. And you pull up the stats, okay? And here's the stats that I want to share with you from our industry, and it's the little game called how much is your home overpriced by? Now, studies have been done, Anthony, and let me tell you, when you have a listing and you've had it on the market for several months, many months with no contract, no offers, and you only had drive-bys and online views, like on, you could see how many people had looked at your listing on Zillow and so forth. Right. If you only had drive-bys on the properties and online views but no showings, Studies show that your home with little or no show with little homes with little or no showings are priced 13% too high on average. So if you're looking at it right now and you've had it on the market for 90 days with no activity like showings, right. you're overpriced by 13% based on studies. Right. Okay? You need to have that conversation immediately with your seller. Now, let's say you've had it on the market for 90 days or more or whatever. But you've had low or infrequent showings, very low level of showings, like one every two weeks or whatever. That means, based on studies, homes with a low amount of showings are priced 9% too high on average. So again, if you've had a couple of showings but no real offers or it's just been garbage, you're overpriced by 9%. Finally, the last two. You've had a lot of showings but no offers. I want you to think about that for a minute. You've had a lot of showings, which means that the consumers found your ad on Zillow, okay? They called their realtor and scheduled an appointment to see your listing, Mm -hmm. but you got no offers. Why is that? Well, something didn't match in their head, meaning they had the... They, they, they had the understanding that what they were looking at with the photos online, the description, they knew the price, Anthony. Yeah. But from the time they, they made that appointment and they were so excited to see your property to the time that, that they had to make a decision on actually buying it, they're like, I don't see the value. I don't see it. It doesn't match up. Maybe the home was a dirty pigsty. I don't know. But homes with showings but no serious offers are priced 5% too high on average. So what does that mean? At the end of the day, the last category, if you're receiving offers, you're priced correctly in this market, period, end of story. So I don't know where you stand with your listing. Are you 13% overpriced? Are you 9%? Are you only 5%? At the end of the day, it is your job as a real estate professional to pick up the phone or go to the house and have this hard conversation with that seller and tell them the reality of life of their property. The stats don't lie. The only thing that's preventing you from doing that is that you're worried to rock the boat. You're worried to lose the commission. What commission? You don't get paid unless the deal closes. So guess what? It's going to be even worse if you keep it around for another six months. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I, I always tell people, listen, it's our job to just diagnose like a doctor. At the end of the day, then once you diagnose that patient, you give them a solution. And I'm going to tell you right now, all the if you're overpriced by 13%, 9%, 5%, all of the marketing in the world, marketing in the world is going to be for naught 
unless that seller comes down to the reality of getting that property moved and sold for market price. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, okay. I was thinking that uh, real quick. Uh, what happens when you have that fight back from the owner? I mean, you're probably going to go into that later, but I was just curious about that because facts I'm and stats. Yeah, facts and stats. Say, Mister or Mrs. Uh, Mister or Mrs. Owner, I understand that you're frustrated with the numbers that I'm showing you. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad at me. Be mad. Be mad at your neighbors for selling the property for the price they did. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. You didn't create the market. Right. The market is the market. Right. So here's the first tip that I'm going to give everybody in this quick little uh, podcast. Contact your seller today. If you've had that property on the market for 30 days or more, contact them today and get a price reduction. Okay? And if you don't know what to say, here's a little shout out to my favorite coaches in the world. Tom Ferry, Mike Ferry, Craig Proctor. They've all got them on their websites. There are scripts out there. Go to Google.com right now and type in the word price reduction scripts. Mm -hmm. And you will find PDFs with terminology, how to say it, that you can either add to an email, a text, a call. I would say, listen, make the phone call. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a tough call. But you and your family are sitting there wasting time as independent contractors on a property that is overpriced. Don't do it. It's a trap that newbie agents have not figured out yet that the veterans have. An overpriced duck is an overpriced duck, Anthony. Okay, and I'm going to give you a, a couple of, of quick things. Um, here's one that you can initiate. I call it the, the, the price reduction at, uh, uh, conversation that could have. Uh, you go over there. You say, thanks for meeting with me. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the script. Thanks for meeting with me. It shows, me. it shows me that you're also concerned that your home is not sold. On a scale of 1 to 10, how honest do you want me to be? That's a loaded question. What's yeah. somebody going to say? A one? Lie to me? <laughs> no. Right? going to be nine or ten. Exactly. They're going to say ten. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Great. Because other agents might price a home too high to get or keep a listing. But my job is to get your home sold for the best price possible and to protect your best interest. Is that fair? Because you know what? As a real estate professional, it's your job to protect your client. Right. If prices are falling, if things are not moving... You know what? Give them the pain of reality now versus telling them six months from now, oh, and by the way, prices dropped in the neighborhood 40 grand from the time we took your listing because I didn't have the courage to pick up the phone and have this hard conversation with you, right? Yeah. Time is money. Right. And if, 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 if every, every day that that homeowner keeps that property on the market is another day that you can have a ticking time bomb of somebody else putting another listing in that neighborhood on the market for, a, for less price, yeah. for a lower price, right. okay? Um, here's the other thing. Compare listing results to market stats. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we've had 1,300 views online, and this is just an example. We've had 1,300 views online, four showings, and zero offers to date. According to the National Association of Realtors stats, we know that when listings have a low amount of showings, a home's price is traditionally about 10% too high on average. Similarly, when, uh, similarly, when homes are getting showings but no offers, a home is priced about 5% too high. So if you're getting views and, and or showings, we know the price is the problem. Does that make sense? You go right back to those stats right. that I gave you earlier. Yep. Now, number three, the next thing you need to do, rediscover the seller's motivation. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, it appears that the market is rejecting our price. 
So tell me, is it still your intention to sell your home to relocate to Orlando? To relocate, to buy a bigger home, to downsize, to move to that school district, to buy that new construction in that neighborhood, all those amenities. Reevaluate their motivation as a seller. Okay. Don't you think we should do something about this immediately so that you can sell this home to get into that brand new neighborhood? Because prices are going up in that neighborhood rapidly. Mm -hmm. Go back to them at it. Okay. Establish the reduction amount. Number four, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. So do you think we should roll the dice to see if a 5% reduction makes a difference or play it safe by making an impact with a 10% adjustment so that you can get to that new construction neighborhood sooner than later? Okay. Now, again, these are just examples. Okay. These percentages may be too high or, you know, based on your various listing and, and where the property is located, but you got to play with those numbers, facts and stats. And we get, again, it is your J-O-B as a real estate professional to always keep your client educated with facts and stats, okay? Now, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I don't want to recommend that you give it away, okay? Though we need to make a price adjustment that will cause your home to sell now instead of having to make a larger reduction 60 or 90 days down the road. Remember, I work for you, so this must be your decision, so tell me, what do you think? Should we do a 5%, 10%, or even a 15% price reduction? Make that phone call. Make that phone call. And, and if you get some more pushback, Anthony, facts and stats. Right. Well, you know, why are all the other neighbor? why are all the homes in Naples? I heard it was hot. I heard the real estate market was hot. Well, fake news, fake news. Let me tell you what's going on. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, in the last 60 days, and here's the report I brought you. Right. There has been 1,421 price reductions. In fact, in the past seven days alone, there's been 421 price reductions in the last week from sellers just like you. So what I'm telling you, other realtors are obviously calling their clients and telling them the same facts and stats. Okay, And at the end of the day, that's in the last seven days alone. Do you want to be... Another week where another 421 potential homeowners make another price drop? Yeah. We need to stay in front of this. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a situation where numbers don't lie. Yeah. So if you present that, then, I mean, that's more than half the battle. Facts and stats, Anthony. And then finally, here's the deal. And this is for the, for the listings that have been on the market for 90, 120, you know, 100 and hell, six months, yeah. right? If they don't believe you. And you're bringing them facts and stats. And you're being as passionate as I am into this microphone right now about your conviction to try to get them their property sold before you know they lose more money or have to do even bigger price drops. Have them get an appraisal. Right. Okay? And then here's the deal. Most appraisals are 300 bucks. Tell them, listen, I'll reimburse you that appraisal at the closing table. Guess what? What do you have to lose? You're not reimbursing them crap if the deal doesn't close. If the property doesn't close... Have them go get an appraisal. Tell them that you need it because you feel that we're overpriced and you want to have a current appraisal just in case um, somebody comes in with a, with a financing offer, right? right. Because listen, if, if we're overpriced and somebody comes in with a financing offer and I'm telling you it's overpriced, the deal's not going to work. All yeah. we would have done is taken that property off the market for 45 days. Okay. We don't want to do that. Time is of the essence. Offer to do an appraisal. Here's the last thing, the last tip I'll give you. If they still don't believe you, Remember in school, Anthony, when you used to go on field trips? All the time. Okay. Good old days. I want you to go on a field trip with your seller. 
I want you to take four listings in the neighborhood that are currently active. Okay. Okay. Currently active that you feel is a better deal than his home purchase. Huh. And I don't want you to put the price in those properties. I want you to go into those properties and walk around with those <laughs> homes that are better than his, basically, or hers. Wow. And then at the end, when you play the little game at the end of each listing and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, what do you think about this property? Oh, this is great property. It's a nice property. Okay, it's uh, 300 square feet bigger than yours. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's got the new granite. You don't have granite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a swimming pool. It's got a lake. Um, what do you think the price of this is? Um, I don't know. It's forty grand less than yours. Jeez. Smack Wake them up. Yeah. Facts and stats. Yeah. Forty grand less than yours, Mister Seller, mm. or Mrs. Seller. You do that two or three times, field trip's going to end pretty quick. Yeah, that's it. And here's the deal: it's okay. It's okay. At the end of the day, it is it is their property, but sometimes logic needs to hit them right in the head right. of what's going on with reality. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I guess I'm just thinking, you know, these people just get these crazy numbers or ideas in their head about their value of their home, and they just have to wake up to facts and stats. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Geez. Now, here's the other thing, too, is if they still refuse to the price reduction, at the very least, here's what I would do. And, again, every board has their rules and regulations. I'm not telling you to, I'm not telling you to break any rules and regulations in your local board, but I used to have a thing called $100 Mondays where, you know, a property has been on the market for 90 days and it's, it's within that 5%, 6% overpriced range. Well, every week I want to get that back on the hot sheet. Okay. So you know what I would do? And again, every board's different. But if you legally have a price reduction of $100, I would reduce the price by $100. Let me tell you what would happen to that property. Now it was a $100 price. So basically, it's not really a price reduction. It's more of a, let's call it a marketing gimmick. Yeah. On Monday morning, that property would hit the hot sheet as a price reduction. Everybody that registered to see that property now just got notified. On Zillow, you now have a little icon next to the property, which gives more exposure for the word price reduction. Right. Okay. It's a game. Now, again, you have to look into your local market to see if that game can be played. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm a broker of a company. If my seller wants to reduce that property by a hundred bucks, fifty cents, five bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred dollars, or a hundred, whatever it is, yep. and they sign that price reduction, I have to do with what my seller says to do. I would be pretty hard pressed to see if there's a board out there that would not allow me to do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So now the listing doctor is here. Here Dr. Is. Carlson is in the house. Boop. Dr. Carlson, Dr. Carlson, please come to the uh, emergency. front emergency room. We have <laughs> we have a, a seller that needs help. Lots of help. No, it's actually Anthony, the realtors that need help. Um, there's nothing more frustrating than somebody getting a listing, a realtor getting a listing, and not doing right by their seller. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Here's the deal. Go to the MLS right now, and I know some of the top agents are like, you know what, Derek, just hit this right on the head. Where you go to see a listing, Anthony, and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen on the MLS. No picture, no description, no virtual tour, even though studies show that you have an 800 plus percent more viewers looking at that listing with a virtual tour versus not. No photos, no showing instructions. You're offering a 2% co-broke. Really? 
Yeah. And how much money are you going to make? I'm looking at an example right now, $500,000 listing, and there's no photo, no description, offering a 2% co-broke, right? It, it, there's the, the show and appointment phone number is nowhere to be found. The pictures, if there are any, are blurry, right? Shame on you as a realtor that you're going to make 15 grand minimum. Right. You ask this person for what, 5, 6% total listing money, yep. and you can't even take the time to put up one freaking photo? The listing doctor's here, and the listing doctor's saying, you are the problem. Agents like you need to get the hell out of our industry and let the big boys and the big girls that are professionals stand up, right, and do right by their clients. Do you know that we have four, five, six million dollar properties right now in Port Royal that they have one photo, no description? It's pure garbage. It's crap. Okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, oh, I get fired up, yeah. Anthony. I'm going to tell you right now, this is right now the listing doctor is here. And I'm calling every agent out, even agents at my own brokerage firm. If I find you, okay, I am going to expose it, shame you. You should not be taking a seller's money if you can't even put in the MLS beautiful photos. I mean, come on, this is 2018, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the optics are everything, as Dr. Carlson would say. This is your competition. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what? I mean, if there's somebody out there that's got a $4 million listing, that's gonna. That's on the verge of making 120 grand. Mm -hmm. Are you serious, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's my list and checklist. These are all required. 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 Like this is like breathing air. Required. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna take a listing, put up a minimum of 25 high resolution pictures from a professional photographer. It will cost you about 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. That same professional photographer might give you a free virtual tour. Have a description. And you know what, Anthony? Don't put the description of the property all in caps either. Mm. Nobody wants to read that crap. Proper English. Proper English. And if you don't know how to write a description, go and find somebody for 20 bucks that might be an English teacher and have them write a description and fix your description. Make it better. Make it the best. Completely fill out and correct the entire MLS input sheet. Make sure that you have the right year that the property was built. Make sure that you have everything. If that property is in a gated community, check off that it's in a gated community. Make sure that the showing instructions are easy. Is it vacant? Is it on key box? What number should I call? Attach all the disclosures. Save yourself time. Let the consumer know what's going on with that property. If you've got a floor plan of the property, attach that as well. Make sure, and this is a tip that I'll give you too, make sure that your co-brokers are on par that you're offering. 3%, 2.75, whatever it is, on par with the rest of the homes in the neighborhood. You do not want to be known as the low brokerage, uh, lowest commission broker in town. Right. Okay? Pay the damn buyer's agent what's their due. And listen, here's the thing. Just because you weren't strong enough to get what you want in the complete listing agreement, don't take money from the buyer's agent. Right. Take it from your commission. Right. Right? They're the ones bringing you the buyer. Right. Right? Now, I'll give you a couple more tips before we end this because I want this to be a quick hit podcast today. Okay? Find your buyers. A lot, of, a lot of agents, they use the MLS to list properties and to search for properties. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's what you do. I actually use the MLS when I have listings to find buyers. Yeah, explain. Okay, People go to find listings, sellers. I use it to find buyers. Studies have shown that, and I'll, I'll explain what I'm talking about, that when people list their property, 
for sale. They're going to move up by 20% in size, in price. Okay. They're going to move down. They're going to downsize their property by 20% in size and price, or they're going to move out of the area. Now, for the people that end up moving out of the area, there's nothing I can do to help them. But for the people that move up and move down, most of those people are going to stay within a five-mile radius of the home they currently live in. So how do I find buyers from using the MLS data? I have a listing. It's a $500,000 property in the zip code 34119. I go into the zip code 34119, and I find everybody that has an active listing for $500,000. And I go plus or minus 20%. So I go down 400000 I go up to 600000 That is my wheelhouse. And I pull up every homeowner that has their property on the market in the same zip code, in the same wheelhouse as my listing, yeah. that's active and pending. And I mail them something. I send them something. Right. Because guess what? Most listing agents are not trying to help that person buy their next home. They're focused on the listing. Does that make sense, what I just said? Yeah. Okay, mo- exactly. And most agents don't realize that you can find buyer leads yeah. from the MLS. Okay. Number two, another strategy using the MLS. If I had a listing, let's say that was in Saturnia Lakes, what I would do is I would go back the last six months in Saturnia Lakes and find everybody that has an active listing that had a listing that closed and something that's pending. Now, in the active and pending, you won't obviously be able to find the buyer's agents, but everything that closed in that neighborhood or that area in the last six months, Mm -hmm. they tell you who the buyer's agent was as well. I would reach out to every realtor in the last six months that's in the same area, same neighborhood as the listing that you have Mm -hmm. and contact them. And I would invite them because you're assuming that they're finding that list in themselves by looking at the hot sheet, by pulling up the stats. Guess what? When they sold that property in that neighborhood, they probably had other leads, but they just couldn't match them up. Right. Now you are sending them a virtual tour. You're sending them everything. You're invited, inviting them to a broker open house or a personal uh, preview of that property. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Go after the yeah. people that already, or the realtors yep. that already have a database in that area. The last thing. Contact the neighbors, canvas the neighborhood, mail things to the neighbors, call the neighbors. If they're on the do not call list, obviously avoid it, but call the neighbors and try to get them involved in finding their next neighbor that's going to move into the neighborhood. Okay. Um, Basic marketing. And then we're going to wrap this up. Basic marketing. You got to understand that 80% of the time that property is going to be sold through the MLS, through the co-broke of another realtor. That is why it is critical to have virtual tours, great description, photos. Even if you were the worst marketing expert in the world, as long as you optimized that listing and had it priced right, right. it's going to sell. And guess what? Cha-ching, you just got paid right. for basically having it optimized in the MLS. Make sure you create some Take Me brochures, Okay. To get all the nosy neighbors, if you can allow, if you're allowed to put those out there, make sure that you have a sign on the property if it's allowed with your phone number, not your brokerage phone number, your phone number, so you can capture all those leads. Maybe a way to text you and so forth. Um, anytime you have an email, uh, a price reduction, go to a company like eCampaignPros.com or PropertyBlastHomes.com and do an email blast to all the realtors in your board talking about that price reduction. 
when it comes to basic marketing as well, make sure that you're you're promoting that property on Craigslist, on social media through Facebook ads and targeted marketing and so forth, on YouTube, on Snapchat, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. I'm assuming that you're already doing that anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure when you do an open house, you have eight directional signs that's going to optimize the visitors. Make sure that you run Facebook pay-per-click or Facebook ads campaigns within a five-mile radius for that open house. Uh, target your audience as well. Make sure you target the uh, the neighborhood on YouTube by doing a YouTube video, and make sure you target the neighborhood on doing a Google AdWords campaign. My suggestion again is uh, to really market and focus online. Now, with that said, okay, with that said, go get the price reduction, Anthony. Yeah. And like I said, I wanted to do a quick video today on on price on trying to get your listing sold. At the end of the day, what are the three reasons why the home did not sell anthony price 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 bingo <laughs> hey i'm Derek carlson everybody and i'm with anthony bermudas thank you so much for joining us again for another edition of the lead generation lab podcast the science of real estate agent marketing